The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. Showtime. The right way to start your day. This is Jen, Gabe and Chewy. Like when Holmgren <laughs> called me and Brett in to the office. You, you did. Granted, we did my TV show a little drunk. But I didn't think that was wrong. Hey, you know what? A friend of mine from work said that she saw George at the tennis match on TV yesterday. Yeah, yeah, me too. Hey, he was at the snack bar eating a hot fudge sundae. He had it all over his face. Were you snitched on for having drank on your TV no, show? No, watched it. Oh, so oh, he, he, was just, he was just able to <laughs> watch. It. He was just able to watch and see one of that the you best, were intoxicated. One of the best sell jobs ever by number four. Hey, Georgie. I saw you on TV yesterday. Really? At the tennis match? Yeah, you were at the snack bar. You know, on Fudge Sunday. <laughs> Get out of here. I didn't see any cameras there. Oh, the camera was boom, there. So it was actually a really good plan until the homegirl decided to turn the TV on while he was laying in bed with his wife. Your really good plan to, to have beverages was to go on TV? <laughs> this is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue with Gabe Neitzel and Mark Chamara. Here's Jen Latta. She wants to ride it. She's trying to hide it. I'm cool as ever. She's too excited. Her man looks like he wanna fight. He doing nothing but running his mouth. Just as a follow-up to that story. <laughs> uh, we will have Vince Vetrano's perspective of it all. Coming <laughs> Did he to remember it? So he did. So uh, <clears throat> Mike Spaulding, who also works over on WTMJ, like he must have been listening. Because the the second I walked upstairs uh, after we were down here yesterday to our you know main part of our office, Mike saw me, pointed at me, and then just pointed right at Vince, and Vince just <laughs> laughed and then told me his perspective and his side of uh, what he remembers of you and Brett drinking at Channel 5 in Green Bay. So he is going to be sharing that perspective on video with us. Uh, we're going to put that out on our social media channels later today. I thought it was a great show. Huh? I there's still no way that I believe that Holmgren could watch the show, tell that you and Brett were intoxicated, and then just let it go when Brett was like, "Yeah, we had two, maybe three. He did, and I'm telling you, it, and everyone knows that Brett's. I've known a lot of players through my day. He is one of the best storytellers when he gets going. Sure. I mean, he just holds court, and his stories are hilarious, and it was that kind of show. So my thing is, Holmgren couldn't have been that upset at the show because he would have called us that night, right? Um, and Jason could probably attest to this because Jason knows a number of reporters sure. where Holmgren didn't like the story and called them up immediately. Well, so um, the, the spoiler that I will give from Vince's side of things or the television side of things. Uh, apparently, Holmgren did call the TV station, and oh. he yelled at the hosts of that show. Oh, Mino? Yeah. <laughs> well, Saying, better. how could you let them, you were clear that, how could you let them on? So apparently, Mino, I, I don't really know Mino. The only thing I know about him is the stories through Vince, stories that you have told of him being a media member in Green Bay. Apparently, this Mino guy just didn't, you know, you know, we could he, probably he gave get it right him back. on. Well, he got it. Right, he gave it right back to Holmgren, apparently. Oh, he's that kind of guy. <laughs> yes, 
Which is fascinating because, again, I know nothing about this Mino guy. I've never seen him. Maybe if you showed me a picture of him, I would recognize him. But right now, I have no idea what he looks like. But I feel very safe in saying he's much smaller than you. And yet, here we are 30 years later. You're still scared of Holmgren while this guy was getting in a shouting match over the phone with Holmgren about you and Brett, who may or may not have been intoxicated on television. Yeah, Mino was... Well, he was he was Larry McCarron, who everyone knows, right? Yeah, everyone he was knows Larry that. McCarron's backup on TV. Okay, I see. And so then, that's the thing I don't know. And if then people Vince, know. I think Vince Vince was really young, so Vince was like an intern, maybe yeah. or a lower. He said level he was guy. like twenty one. Yeah, he said he might and have still he, been in college. Yeah, <laughs> and he was below Mino. Okay, so you just won a Super Bowl. Who's going to tell number four to stop? And you can't do that. I think they knew. Here's the big lie, Gabe. Okay. They knew it would be a good show. Wait, okay. <laughs> Otherwise, I, you would have said this is a bad idea. I'm putting I'm putting together some pieces here in my mind. So this yeah. was after the Super Bowl? Yeah. This is... Yes, this was the year after the Super Bowl. So this was 19... 19- I don't know why I agreed to do a Sunday night show at, I think it was 10 o'clock or 10.30. Yeah, yeah, it was on after, again, Vince told me it was on after the 10 o'clock news. <clears throat> yeah. So you're telling me that I mean, Brett, Gabe- who went to rehab, like, because <clears throat> the, reha- the Brett rehab story... I feel was kind of making its rounds again yesterday just because Peter King is the one who broke that story. Like, he's the one, like, Brett told Peter King, and Peter's the one who kind of broke that story nationwide, and Peter King writing his second-to-last column as he's going to be retiring. So that was one of those things that had kind of broken. Like, oh, my God, you know, Brett went... So Brett went into rehab pre-Super Bowl. Yes. So then he was was out out of... of Wasn't he sober coming out of that? On paper. And then he went on television drunk. Not drunk. Slightly inebriated. Two beers. How drunk can you get off of two beers? Okay, well. That's the story, and we're sticking to it. All right, well, I may have. But a game, I I remember it. I may have a different source saying more than two beers. I remember it like it was yesterday, because Brett's Cato Kalen. Remember the old styrofoam coolers? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Walking into the TV station with that thing. Well. Okay, so also. To not that they need defending, I don't even know who Mino is at this point. Yeah, but if Mark Tremura, yeah. Brett Favre, uh-huh. fresh off a of Super Bowl, show up intoxicated yeah. to their live TV show, mm-hmm. what the hell are you going to do? Yeah, no, they, they had no choice. Uh, intoxicated <laughs> is too strong a word. Tipsy, tipsy, that's better. Under okay. the influence, you. I mean, your, it's- your head coach just had no idea what you were doing turned on the television and could tell that you were in an altered state of mind. So is this the equivalent of the parent yelling at the babysitter because the babysitter let the child that he's babysitting eat a whole <laughs> yes, cake yes. of chocolate uh-huh. cake? A whole sleeve of Oreos. A hundred percent, yes. So it's not really our fault then. <laughs> no, it is your fault. <laughs> you both were adults. <laughs> Well, well, I feel like yeah, adults are doing I, a yeah. lot of work legally, in that sentence. Legally. Yeah. Okay, legally they were adults, all right? I think we can say that. But other, I mean, we, we've heard the stories between Chewy and Brett, especially around that time. There's no way I don't think they yeah, can be considered Gabe, adults. For the sake of ratings, don't you let things, some things go sometimes? And Josh, you can answer too. Well, 
I, I don't think they're letting that go for the sake of ratings. My guess is if you had a television show that was airing live on Sunday, so after game days, if you had a television show that was airing live at 10.30 in Green Bay, my guess is they probably had some decent amount of money behind that show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, but if oh. you're if you're not on that show, they don't give a rip about the ratings. What they care about is the money that people have spent to be in that show and the calls they would have to field if you were not on that show on a given Sunday. Yeah, night. was Mino just supposed to get up there by himself? <laughs> just... but hold on, hold on, <laughs> and we talked about it a little bit in the pre-show where we are talking about Wendy's, which we're going to get to. <laughs> yep. I don't think someone, when they're putting the show together, all the minds of the station goes, ah, 10.30 on a Sunday? 10.30 on a Sunday. Could this happen? You don't think that conversation came up? No. Uh, maybe? I, th- I think naivete plays in there. I think, think they so. think we're paying this guy to be here. <laughs> He's going to be sober. <laughs> yeah, what was, do you remember what your cut of the show was? What were you getting paid I mean, to show up? I it was 1997. Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, it was, yeah, a, probably a good number. I, I, I Enough for you to show up every week. Yeah. Again, at this point, you were a, well, so it was, you were on your way to being a two-time Pro Bowler. Yeah. You, you know, you became a three-time Pro Bowler in, in 98, but. You'd already you had won a Super Bowl. You'd gone to a Pro Bowl. Put it this way. You were one of the bigger names in the 90s. I'm guessing you were getting a pretty good chunk All of right, money. so someone's got to track down Mino, because I'm sure Mino can get a tape of the show. Oh, boy. I guarantee you guys would watch the show and laugh. Oh, yeah. Oh, without, without a doubt. doubt. Yeah. Which is what you want. I also know if I was a producer, a host, somebody around there, I'm gripping the edge of my seat the well, whole time. Hold on, you are, hold on, hold You are on. walking a tightrope. But because here's the other thing. You are so, I guess on paper, you're sober when you show up for this show in the morning. <laughs> I mean, it depends upon if you had a big one, you know, with, with the yeah. glamour the night before. Yeah. But when you're sober for this show, Josh is still on the edge mm-hmm. of his seat Tight grip, like if he's the driver of the show, he's you know he's white knuckling it because who knows what you're going to say, and you're sober. So when, Giannis, when you're a little intoxicated, Giannis rolls in with a styrofoam cooler, plops it down. You and Josh are going to go, hey, hey, that's a bad idea, right there. No. You shouldn't be doing. Well, no, we don't no. do that because the star is what you want. Yeah, you do it with your stomach feeling uneasy the whole time, and you maybe even change a little topics or throw softballs in different directions to kind of keep things from going haywire. Yeah, um, I'm very interested to see what Vince has to say. Because at the end of the day, all right, let's break down the blame. Because I think I get the least amount of blame. You knew it was coming. No. You knew it was coming, John. No. I get the least amount of blame because I'm a very good wingman. My guy wanted out of the house. I got him out of the house. Okay. Had a hell of a show. I, mean, I guess so some that, people that didn't I like don't it. Know. That I have no idea if the show was good or bad. That I have not gotten <laughs> any sort of confirmation whether or not the show was good or bad. Who deserves more blame, me or Brett? Well, I mean, you were the enabler. Yeah. I was not the enabler. I was helping a friend out. That's enabling. Night <laughs> out after a long game. It's also also known as enabling. <laughs> Okay. If anything, if anything, Brett might get less blame than you. 
Yeah. No way. It was your no. show. Yeah. Your name was it on was it. It was your show. Your name was on the show. I think you've got to take you got to take responsibility for your show. I'm finding out a lot about you guys <laughs> because I always said, I always said the measure of my friends. Yeah. Are if I was stuck in Iowa. Yeah. For whatever reason, broken car at four in the morning. Mm-hmm. Which friends can I call and which of those friends would say, I'm on my way? That's what it was. Brett, I'm on my way to come pick you up in yeah. Iowa. Mm-hmm. If that happened today, both Gabe and I would be on the way. Yeah. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> I mean, would we give you crap the entire yes. drive back from Iowa All to right. Wisconsin? Hold of on, Josh. We because we're your friends. Josh, flip the script. What if you called me? Oh, no, no right, chance. No, no, no. I don't know anyone short of your wife if you're going to Iowa. <laughs> and I think that's fear. <laughs> I think you might leave your kids and tell them, don't you got friends? <laughs> uh, yeah, we got to get that tape, Gabe. All right, we will try to get our hands on that tape. We'll see if Jason remembers that show. Jason also, I have no idea what happened. I just know that my dad, and I think my mom went with my dad, Jason needed some electrical work this weekend. My parents traveled up to Green Bay to give to help out Jason with the electrical work. I want to know how that went when Jason joins us next. Just to quickly answer a question from Chef Ed, where's Jen? Uh, Jen is working on, I mean, it's not even a story at this point. I think it's like a full-blown documentary um, where she had some interviews to do, had some things to take care of out west. Jen is scheduled to be back with us tomorrow. Again, who knows with... Uh, we're supposed to potentially... Like, it's going to be 70 degrees today, yeah. and then we're getting snow overnight. Oh. Like, this is this is wild weather. So who knows if... I mean, hopefully Jen gets back in. I don't know when she was you know scheduled to come back today, but... Erratic weather is one thing, and also traveling in 2024... You just never a know. coin flip. You never know. Gonna make yeah, it but back? you guys, hey, have no reason to complain with this winter. Oh, no. No, we're not. Because I heard it's been outstanding. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm just noting that it's yeah. going to be 70 today. Like the, the, the forecast literally for today here in Milwaukee, Chew, is 70 during the day. Yeah. And potentially an inch of snow tonight. All right. Which is just, I don't know Crazy. if I've ever experienced yeah. that. It's a new one. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, I've I've definitely had it where it's been seventy in February before. That uh-huh. happened just a few years ago, yep. and then it got it's cold. Great day. You know, a few you know, few days later, it got cold and you know, snowed again. You but have having a shovel, it Gabe? within twelve, what's that? Do you have a shovel? Oh yeah, uh-huh. snow shovel. Yes, yes. All right, so you're prepared, homeowner. Yeah, yeah I'm ready to okay. go. I've All I've right. had a snow shovel for from a couple different places that I've yeah. uh, that I've lived where I've had to yep. shovel out. Keep one in the car. I've got a little mini one in the car, mm-hmm. just in case you need to shovel out by the tires. Get plowed in. Never know. Ewald, speaking of vehicles, Ewald makes it easy. It's auto showtime right here in Milwaukee, and the best place to shop for the newest cars, trucks, and SUVs. Of course, it's Ewald Automotive, but with Ewald, you don't have to wait until the show. You can experience your favorite models at your nearest Ewald, and you can get special auto show savings with top dollar for your trade-in on 700 new vehicles in stock. It's matched by Ewald's 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty only during Ewald's auto show sales events. Ewald makes it easy. It all starts at EwaldAuto.com. Jason Wilde is next. Ready, down, put, 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 put. All Packers, all the time. We have come light years.
in the last two months, and people should be over the moon excited about that. Okay, most of the time. Almonds specifically nuts. or all nuts? Well, these nuts, those nuts, whatever nuts <laughs> work. It's Jason Wilde on Jen, Gabe, and Chew, brought to you by Boucher Automotive, with 16 different new car brands and over 35 pre-owned brands to choose from. Boucher Automotive, we are driven by you. It's a Dude Tuesday. He is our friend. He is our teammate. He is Jason Wildy. Covers all things Green Bay Packers. Of course, catch him on Wildy and Tausch, 9 to noon, here on 94.5 ESPN. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, Gabe. Good morning, Chu. Happy to be on on a Dude Tuesday. (laughs) Um, But I'm a little bit worried about something before we start. Oh, boy. What are you worried about? More than a little bit worried. Okay. I'm worried that I'm turning into Chewy. Oh, why, why would you be right? worried that's, about that? Chewy seems to be living his best life. He is, but as we know, he sustained his more than his fair share of concussions during his time in the National Football League, and it does lead to some memory loss. Is that fair? Yes, fair to totally you fair. Chew? Yes. Okay, so so I'm either I'm turning into Chewy. Or I had some sort of miniature stroke, which, knock on wood, that's not what happened. So, Gabe's dad, extremely successful electrician, agrees to help me with this electrical issue that we had with some lights in our basement. So, he and Gabe's mom, who are lovely people, 41 years of marriage, 50 years of dating. They started dating when they were sophomores in high school. Uh, we spent a bunch of time together. It was a lovely afternoon. Gabe's dad could not be greater. Like he's like, if you were looking to, if you were going to hold a draft for dads, he would be a first round pick. I don't, I won't put where my dad would have been neither here nor there, but I've been corresponding with him. He's in my phone, Mark Neitzel, mm-hmm. right? Mark Neitzel. So I've been corresponding with him, scheduling it. it finally on Saturday, he comes up, he and his, his wife, Gabe's mom, and I go out to meet them, and I extend my hand and say, Keith! Keith? Like, I have no idea where Keith came from. Keith? None. Like, I know Keith? his name is Mark. I, I don't know if the N-E-I-K-E-I, Keith, Knight, like the same three, you know, the, the E-I connectivity. And he looks at me and goes, no, Mark. And I'm like, Oh my God, what happened? <laughs> like, I know his name. So I'm a little worried that I'm starting, you know, I, I just had a birthday. I'm still in my early 50s. I'm like, Tausch tweeted out. But how does that, like, how on earth does that happen? Like, could you make a worse impression on someone you've never met by extending your hand and calling them by the wrong name? Now, Jason, I don't want to burst your bubble, but that sounds more but of But you frank. never do that. That sounds more of Frank than it does me, and I, I would be concerned about that. Man, that's even worse. Yeah, it's totally I mean, worse. Oh, my God, I'm turning into Frank. Jason, we were talking in the first segment about our good old buddy, Coach Holmgren. Did you ever catch his wrath, or do you know people that have caught reporters, I'm talking of specifically, have caught his wrath? So I know Tom Silverstein tells a great story uh, from the Journal Sentinel of writing something that Mike didn't like, 
and getting a wake-up call at 6 a.m. when he got the full Mike Holmgren treatment, ranting, raving, yelling, cursing, etc. I was fortunate in that uh, my first three years were 96, 97, 98, and I was not our lead writer. So very rarely did I write anything that would irritate him. Also, uh, that was back in the olden days with you and, and Don Hudson. So the internet was still kind of in its infancy. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure that as a Madison newspaper, uh, he read my stuff as frequently as he read the Journal or the Sentinel or the Green Bay Press Gazette. Now that said, my favorite Holmgren story, and he and I have an awesome relationship. Like he, he there are times he's kind of like now at that point where uh, if you have a reason to call him and you only need like a couple of an- questions answered, you better book about a half hour because, you know, he's a grandpa, but he's got a little, he doesn't have much else going on. And so it'll be a half hour to 45 minutes. And then you're kind of like, okay, Mike, I got to go. Right. So my favorite story though, is I go out to Seattle in 99. I spend the whole week there leading into Packers Seahawks at Lambeau field on like November 2nd or something like that. And so I'm out there all week. I had gone straight from that. You guys had played San Diego the week before, and I stayed out on the West Coast. I went straight to Seattle. It gets to Friday, and I kept being promised a one-on-one like Tom Silverstein had had, like whoever was out there for the Press Gazette, and I still haven't gotten them. And it's the last day. It's Friday evening, and so I have to go out. He has his own parking spot because, you know, he was the king out there mm-hmm. when they made him the coach and the GM. Mm-hmm. So I basically staked out his car and waited for him to leave for the night at like seven o'clock. That was back when, you know, he used to work really hard, uh, too. Mm-hmm. And so I st- staked out his car and I like jumped out of the bushes essentially. And I said, look, Mike, I, I know you talked to everybody else during the week, but I haven't gotten a chance to talk to you. Can I just get a couple minutes? I, you know, I've been out here all week. And again, leans against his uh, BMW and stands and talks to me for a half hour. And so uh, I always had nothing but great rapport with him. But again, I was not at the point in my career where I had a likelihood of writing something to piss him off. So early in your career, Jason, in that in that time window, were you in Madison? Were you living in Green Bay? Where were you living? So uh, I actually did this all the way up until late 2006, uh, early 2007, when Paula and I bought a house together, um, I had an apartment in Madison and the state journal had an apartment in green Bay. And so instead of paying, you know, a hundred bucks a night or whatever it would have been for a hotel three nights a week, we just had, I just had an apartment that the state journal paid for up here in green Bay. And I would spend, you know, four nights a week here, um, if not more. So in the during the season, I was hardly in Madison, which was great when you're single uh, and uh, you don't have any responsibilities, but it also makes it a little bit harder to meet someone. What? But then, you know, obviously in 2007, I started living here full time and uh, cutting out Madison as a, now I just go there to get my hair cut and go to an occasional meeting at ESPN Madison. So after a game uh, in 1997, were you happen? Did you happen to be in an apart in the apartment in Green Bay and catch a television show on CBS Five up there, where Chewy and Brett may have gotten themselves into a little bit of trouble? So is I this ringing this a bell? Story, uh, 
Yeah, I, I do know this story. I was not watching that episode live. Now, I, <laughs> I do know that this is... Uh, congratulations to you guys, by the way, because you guys were... I don't want to say trailblazers, because you know Horning and McGee, if there had been yeah. any sort of TV show back then, they would have been way worse than you two knuckleheads. But this this was the start of kind of a trend. Like, first of all, everybody had a radio show or a TV show, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, Tausch used to do a show called Monday Night Kickoff. We did it at a bar restaurant, and I did a segment on that show, but Tausch was the co-host with, uh, with Chris Ross. Before that, I think William Henderson did the show. Like, everybody had a – it seemed like – like, Doug Peterson was the backup quarterback, and he had a radio show based out of Kimberly every week that they did at a bar there. So it was – as everybody was doing it, right? And one of my favorites was Mike Flanagan – who was on a, a few of Chewy's teams. He hadn't become a starter yet. He was backing up Frank. But he became, obviously, a pretty uh, well, you, well-liked, well effective media personality. And he used to do something with Fox 6 in Milwaukee and, and was on the night, after game, the night of games. And I do believe he, he would have been in Holmgren's role on this show, not in a supportive role like Chewy and Barb's. Uh, but he was the host, or he and Tim Van Warren were together, and he had had a few too many beverages. <laughs> and I believe that that was uh, the end of his uh, appearing uh, on the evening of games when they've had a few sodas. It happens. Uh, it Jace, does. I don't J- fault you. No, Jason, there's uh, a plethora of running backs that are going to hit the market. I'm going to read you some of the names. You tell me if this player fits Green Bay and if – they could possibly afford him. All right, Josh Jacobs, mm. Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, uh, Derek Henry, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift, uh, Zach Moss, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I mean, the one I well, like, but he's probably too expensive, is Eckler. You got yeah, anyone? Don't they already have Eckler? Don't they have Eckler already? His name is Aaron Jones. They do, but um, I, I'm I'm in the camp of Aaron Jones playing nine games in the regular season after what we saw that's this last true. year. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Look, here's the deal. So I, again, uh, because you and I are old and and we either covered or played in a different era, um, I still think there's value valuable there's value in running backs, especially guys that can uh, tote the mail for 25 carries, which, let's be honest, I really like Aaron Jones. Uh, everyone clamors for him to get the ball more. But if he carried the ball 25 times a game for 17 games, um, he would need CPR by the end of the season, or he'd be missing a leg. I mean, he. J- mm-hmm. I, I know, I agree. I wish he got the ball more, but I do think that there is something to being a small-ish back. And I'm not, I mean, dude's ripped. I'm not saying he's not strong, but... And he is very good at finding ways to avoid direct hits, which I think is a skill that some running backs have and some don't. But I've never bought into the, well, we just need to feed him because I, we saw even without being fed um, that he, 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 he takes a lot of punishment. And so I, I would love to see them add one of those guys, but I'm at the other end of the spectrum. Like I'd rather have a, a Josh Jacobs, a uh, Saquon Barkley, I think this is going to be a fascinating free agency period. 
I because all these guys got tagged last year because nobody wanted to pay them long term money, and now none of them got tagged, and they're all hitting the market, and it's a a just a total uh, flood of of running backs. You know, the one guy that has that that Lafleur has history with is Derrick Henry. Uh, again, what is he worth? I have like, no idea. What is what is I, I, I don't either. Like that, it's a really good question. I and I'm not saying that because I don't have an answer. It's because it is a really good question, but I don't have an answer. And <laughs> I don't think any of these guys do. Like, all right, so the, the combine is underway. All the agents are there. I'm guessing that this week and Goody's gonna talk here to the local, to the Wisconsin media uh at seven forty five our time and then he's gonna be at the podium. Uh, at the Indiana Convention Center at 9 our time. Um, I don't know if he'll get a question about what his thought process is at running back, but if he wants to keep costs down, he's going to extend Aaron Jones so he can get the $17 million he's scheduled to get this year, but they can spread it out over multiple years because he's in last year of that deal. So they extend him. I don't know what A.J. Dillon's market is. If we don't know what these guys who are much more accomplished than Dillon what their market is, then I really don't know what AJ's is. But maybe he comes back on a one-year cheap prove a deal, uh, like the year that they brought back uh, Robert Tunyon after he'd had the ACL. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you then you're not interested in any of these guys. But the bottom line is is that Matt Lafleur does need an effective running game, and if he wants his quarterback to continue his upward rise, Jordan Love is good. I, I'm not saying he's not. But he is a hell of a lot better, as is any quarterback, when his offensive line is healthy and protecting him and when he's got a running game so he can play the play-action game more effectively. And so let's not, just because running backs have been devalued, let's not poo-poo how important they are to Jordan Love having another really good season. Yeah, but that's going to be the fascinating thing because there's so many backs now on that market Mm -hmm. that they have been devalued, Jason, Yet they still have a value in the game, but teams aren't willing to pay, mm-hmm. even though they got extra money in the salary cap this year. It's going up thirty percent. It's just that is going to be something I think over the next month or so to kind of keep an eye on because we all saw what happened to Dalvin Cook. He thought he was going to get some big time deal, yeah. ended up bouncing around to a couple of different teams on a one year deal last year. So it, it's going to be fascinating to see how that plays out um, across the league. We certainly appreciate the time, Jason. We'll talk to you again on Thursday. All right, fellas, take care. Be good. All right, thanks, Keith. See you, Frank. <laughs> well, played. well played you've probably heard about employee stock ownership plans before but what separates fifth third bank from others when it comes to these plans a succession plan that benefits business owners and employees from full and partial sales second stage transactions repurchase obligation financing and seller note refinancing ESOPs can offer tax advantages, increased liquidity, employee incentives, and overall diversification of net worth to help your company plan for the future. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, custom solutions built around your goals. Member FDIC. It's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. My father would always say, and there's a rhyme and a reason to it, he said, if you wear your rubbers in the house, you'll go blind. Do the two youngsters on the show here even know what rubbers are? I'm talking the ones that go over the shoes. On 94.5 ESPN. It's a huge day here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Uh, before we get back to the running backs question that Chewy asked Jason, a couple of 
things that I want to read off the talking text line. Going back to the show that you and Brett did while having allegedly two beers. Allegedly doing a lot of heavy lifting there. Uh, Colin asking, can we run this show back? I'd pay money to listen to Drunk Chew. I think you want to listen to Drunk Brett more than Drunk True. Uh, that's, True. that's fair. True. We, we will definitely try to effort. I don't know if any copy of this exists anywhere, if we can get our hands on it. Um, and even if we could get our hands on it, I don't know if we could get like a digital audio copy of it. Well, let me Because tell you it was this. probably like recorded on a VHS tape. Let, let me tell you this, Gabe. Once upon a time, our guy number four used mm-hmm. to do a show yep. with Uncle Homie. Yes. And you mean to tell me Homer doesn't have stories? Oh, Homer definitely has four? stories. Like, so, And you can find a lot of those. Pack, I believe it, the show was called Pack Attack. Uh, it was on Channel 12. And a lot of those have been uploaded to YouTube. Like really? I've watched back some of those shows with Homer, who somehow, despite that show being like 30 years ago, somehow looks younger today than he did then with well, his he hairpiece uh, yeah. and, and the Coke bottle glasses. Yeah. He just looks so much younger today. Yeah, no, I've been on that show. I've been on the show with a bunch of players up in the conference room having a couple toddies before we went on. He got a pass. Well, because you probably didn't look intoxicated. Who, Brett? Well, I don't know. All right, fair enough. I mean, it seems like the root of this whole thing was Holmgren just turning on the television and telling, being able to tell that you guys had a few. Oh, that's right. What am I thinking? You don't get Channel 12 in uh, Green Bay. No, you don't. No, it's a Milwaukee thing. Yeah. So, yeah, so Holmgren would have never seen that unless he happened to, like, drive down to Milwaukee for the show. Yeah. So that's, yeah, okay. Uh, So with the running back position, Mm -hmm. and you listed off a bunch of them because Schefter reporting yesterday that the three backs who were all franchise tagged last year, not getting tagged again this year, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, uh, also a part of that uh, not getting tagged is going to be Derrick Henry. I think everybody assumed that he was just going to be a free agent yesterday. Confirmed it. Same thing with Austin Eckler out of Los Angeles with the Chargers. A lot of running backs that are going to be on the market. All right, Do any of those backs, you asked Jason this question, do, ask, do any of those backs, Chew, interest you to potentially be a running mate for Aaron Jones? Uh, well, from a money standpoint, you could probably cross out half of them, right? I I, I, mean, I honestly do not know that. I have no idea. I mean, probably Saquon. If if I'm picking one out of the group to get paid, it's probably Saquon. So yes, cross that one off because yeah, Saquon's going to be a feature back anyway. Let's let's try and like narrow it down. Saquon and probably Josh Jacobs next, and that's youth is playing advantage to them there. Yes. An amount of so, carries. All right. Well, let me touches, ask you this: say. What do you think they can afford? A $6 million backup to Aaron Jones? So, it's. I will say this. Uh, last year with Dalvin Cook, he signed a one-year $7 million deal. 5.8 of it was guaranteed with the Jets. So, I think he only got the guaranteed portion of that because he ended up finishing the season out or maybe even gave some of that back. I don't know. But he got out of his contract and ended up in Baltimore at the end of the year. And he turned out to be a flop. Yeah. Which is what we don't want. We don't want to pay people for what Correct. what they've done. We Correct. want to pay people for what they can do. But I don't so I don't know if that contract is ultimately going to affect again the, the guys at the lower tier. Outside of yes, I think Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley are pipe dreams. 
probably not even a pipe dream. I don't even know if you want those guys if you're the Packers. Maybe Josh Jacobs because he can be a bit of a complimentary piece to to Aaron with him being a more power back. But I think those two guys are the ones that actually get paid. The rest of these guys, you're talking about one-year deals the same way you were talking about with Dalvin Cook last year. And if you can get Derrick Henry on a one-year, $5 million deal... Uh, I think he's going to get more than that. I have no, like, I literally have no idea no, when it comes to the either, running back but... market, Chew. Like, the, the running back market has been so depressed yeah. in, in the NFL because teams are just, oh, we can just go draft him and, and he's going to be a lot more cheaper and probably a lot more effective and a lot more healthy than what you are. But why do these guys fall off the map when you look at someone like Christian McCaffrey, who's around the same age as a lot of these players... Guy can still play. I, I think it's sort of what Jason said about Aaron Jones, where the shiftier guys and the guys who are adept at avoiding contact, like, I mean, Derrick Henry has never once avoided contact in his career because he's so big that he's able to do it. Austin Eckler, I think, is suffering from amount of use and the abuse he's taken to his body just simply over time. Like, that guy caught, like, a hundred balls a year. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He was always touching the ball. Aaron Jones, even at his best, never came close. It's just the wear and tear on the body, I think, is just taking over. Just the sheer amount of touches. Yeah. And then you're you're getting into those mini car crashes because you're you're getting tackled on all of those t- or most of those touches. Right. You know, sometimes you're running out of bounds into the end zone, those those sort of things. But just the contact from having the ball that much, yeah. That's you know, and, and it's crazy because last year, Derrick Henry had a down year, had 70 less touches than he did the year before and still led the league in rushing attempts. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just constantly want to upgrade positions. And, you know, I've seen numbers for A.J. Dillon, if he'd come back with the Packers, it'd be anywhere from one to three million. But with him, I don't care about the money because I already know what he can do. And it's blah. Yeah, right. Great. So I want to upgrade that position, but I don't want to go and spend $8 million on Austin Eckler. No. No, I, and I'm with you there. And Eckler would have to be – whoever you end up picking up, they're obviously a complimentary piece with Aaron Jones still being the focal point. Or if you can – again, I, I know I know this is something that Packers Twitter and, and some people out there have, have clamored for, but Derrick Henry is the interesting one to me. Because outside of the injury that he had in 2021, he has played every single game the last two years, even though he's approaching 30. Because he's just this big back who can take yeah. the punishment. But I don't know if a team's willing to pay for that. I, I honestly have no idea if somebody's willing to give a three-year contract to a 30-year-old Derrick Henry. Is it possible? Yeah. But I have no idea. If you can get Derrick Henry on a deal, absolutely. Do I want to pay him for three years? I don't. All right, let me ask you this. DeAndre Swift for $4.5 million a year or A.J. Dillon for $2.5 million a year? The problem is I think DeAndre Swift's a little redundant to Aaron Jones. But if Aaron Jones is injured, isn't it good to have that type of guy? You know, it's it's like the conversation yeah. you always have with, um, with like, if you have a, a quarterback like... Um, I mean, you can't completely replace him, but having another athletic quarterback behind Lamar Jackson, like Tyler like, Huntley, yeah, like you yeah. don't want it. You don't want to have, you know. There's a reason why after they went to Joe, uh, they went to uh, Lamar that Joe Flacco was gone because yeah. Joe Flacco backing up Lamar just didn't make a ton yeah. of sense. So, in, in running back, it's different, obviously, because you're you know having guys rotate in and out, having that power versus speed, having those two different backs. But if you have another back like Aaron Jones, yeah, where, where are you guys at with AJ Dillon? 
I know what you're going to say, Gabe. Uh, he's fine. I, I don't even know if he's fine. I, yeah, I'm below fine. I, if, if he's back, great, because he. it's always tough with, with AJ because he's what you want every athlete to be in terms of how much he loves the state, how yeah, much he loves sure. the community. Yes. And so you're rooting for him. But at the same time, do I think you can find somebody else in the draft that can do what he does for cheaper? Yes, yeah. I do. And I think you can find that, like, sixth round. Yes. And later. Yes. Like, I think that... Yeah, but that's still a crapshoot, though. You know what Correct. I mean? It's yeah, but like, it's it's not like A.J. Dillon is so valuable. You can... Whatever A.J. Dillon's production was in 2023, I think yeah. you can easily replace that. All right, Zeke Elliott or A.J. Dillon? Zeke. For the same money? For the same, mo- like, for the, for the same money I take my Zeke. My guess is it's probably going to be... I mean, no one's going to pay Zeke. No. <clears throat> yeah, and I forgot that. That's another name that's going to potentially be out there. Because again, like I'm signing up for these guys not to be the feature back. I'd almost sign up for like a Gus Edwards more, a little more youth, power back style. Because mm-hmm. the problem with to me signing a redundant type of player to Aaron Jones is then you need a third running back who is going to have to contribute in some sense. Like, well, I, then you go young, Joshy. Then yeah. you go get a bigger guy, and he cuts his teeth on special teams until he could potentially be the backup. I mean, they. I don't mind having a third back that you can because I think at times you needed that third back this year, and they didn't really have anybody they could turn to that they felt comfortable giving the football to. Uh, they tried though. With, well, with Emmanuel Wilson, they tried in yeah. the postseason because they were kind of mm. like, "Well, we got to make sure we've got somebody ready to go." Because again, AJ Dillon just isn't. He's not we the answer. What, we know what he is. Yeah. You know, and J- Jason said, "Bring him back on." Um, a one-year light money to try and prove himself. Where he had that last year, he was a free agent. You would expect the guy going into the last year before free agency to ball, and he didn't ball. So no, my his, guess is he's not going to do it again. His best year was his rookie. Year. <clears throat> and if you yeah. bring him back, doesn't he have to contribute elsewhere? Doesn't he have to I, be a yeah. special teamer? Like, but we're on special teams, right? Exactly. That's that's what that's what I'm trying to make sense of. Like. If you're bringing a guy back, you want him to be the second guy, the the next guy. Or if you're paying someone, they have to be a guy who can contribute as the the backup to Aaron Jones. Yeah, and be that can can handle the load of being a feature back for a couple of games if Aaron Jones or when Aaron Jones has to sit out. And I think we saw this year that AJ Dillon, as much as we love him, not the guy for the not the job for him. No, just isn't. That's unfortunate because again, you want to root for the guy, but yeah, yeah I, I don't think he's community service everything. Yeah. He's done everything perfect. He's he's just not it's, the answer. Yeah, he's not the answer. I wish him the best. Yeah, I think everyone does. You know, it just didn't work out. Who knows? Uh, there was a coach in the NFL that said something interesting. We're going to apply what he said to the Green Bay Packers. We're going to do that coming up next. But golf lovers, listen up. We've got the opportunity of a lifetime for you because On the Tee is heading to Scotland with our friends at Wisconsin Golf Trips. That's right, our buddy Jason over at Wisconsin Golf Trips. He has planned an unbelievable trip for us in the month of October to head over to Scotland to play some great places like Dumbarney Links, Carnoustie, Kings Barnes, and more. So join myself, Stephen Watson, and Jason in Scotland, this package includes green fees, lodging, transportation, and more. Only a limited amount of spots available, so sign up now. If you're looking for a little bit more information on this, uh, me, Stephen, and Jason recorded a special edition of On the Tee. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. We answer a lot of questions there. You can also just text GOLF right now, G-O-L-F, 
2-800-990-3776. And a link will be sent to you in that link, the full itinerary, plus a link where you can click and even put down your down payment. So text GOLF right now to 800-990-3776 to find out more about our trip to Scotland in October. We hope to see you there. You're listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. You called them a white find stiff someone else. earlier. From one white stiff to another. <laughs> I'm pretty well versed in the, in the realm of stiffs. On 94.5 ESPN. Not a matter of if, but when. That is Sean McDermott, the head coach of the Buffalo Bills, saying in a piece over at The Athletic. It's how he feels about the Buffalo Bills Super Bowl chances. It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. McDermott said of winning a Lombardi trophy, that is the relentless pursuit. Interesting that he said it. I guess I don't really care as much about the Buffalo Bills aspect of that to debate that with you, Chu. So I'm going to flip it. With the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love and this young core that they have and Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst, is it a matter of if? It's not a matter of if. It's just a matter of when. Can you apply that statement to the Green Bay Packers going forward? I'll take it one step farther because it was probably the same question 15 years ago when Aaron Rodgers first became the starter mm-hmm. and became established and, you know, obviously led to how many four um, MVPs. I'd take it one step farther and, Gabe, and say it's not if, it's how many. Ooh. Ooh, that is taking I mean, a it's step a little, further. That is spicy. It, 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 it's a little premature uh, because we're just looking at like half of a season with Jordan Love, but if he continues to play like that, I think that's fair. Of how I think many? that's fair based upon how many – well, not how many, but based upon the previous two quarterbacks here and what kind of careers they had in Green mm-hmm. Bay. I think that's a fair question, right? Of Not a matter of – so it's not even if, it's not even when, it's how many for you. Yeah, because if Jordan plays, how old's Jordan? Uh, Jordan's 25, 26, 25. something like plays, that. If he plays 12 years, 12 more years here in Green Bay, mm-hmm. I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah, he will turn 26 in November. Yeah. I say wow. how many. I think that's kind of brash of McDermott, though, in Buffalo, oh, yes, right? I, yeah, it's, it's, how about, how about, yes, we're waiting to beat Kansas City before you say, okay, I mean, we're going to win a Super Bowl. Realistically, the only team I think I would be comfortable with their coach saying this, like if Matt LaFleur said it, I'd be a little uncomfortable. Yeah. But I, I don't know how much I would like it, him putting it out there still with the, as young of a team as they have. Like, the only team I think I'd be okay with is the Cincinnati Bengals. Because they have beaten, you know, in in their history with Joe Burrow, they have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs in order to go to a Super Bowl. Like, they're the only ones in the AFC that have done it. And Tom Brady's the only other other quarterback who has beaten Patrick Mahomes in this iteration of the Chiefs with Andy Reid. Like, it just, it's, it's the Chiefs league right now. And for McDermott to come out and say that, I mean... 
Would you like it if if Matt LaFleur this no. week, well, he's not at the Combine, but the next time Matt LaFleur speaks or he does a piece with Jason for the Wisconsin State Journal and he goes, you know what, Jason? It's not a matter of if, it's when. Uh, not after this year. I wouldn't like it. You know, if they go pretty far next year, NFC Championship game or whatever, deep, deep into the playoffs, mm-hmm. maybe even a Super Bowl, I'd be fine with it, but not now. You can't do it after six months of of, of very good quarterback play. But with, with, with the Bengals, they're going through a mini reset right now, wouldn't you say? Eh. I mean, they tagged T. Higgins. Yeah. They're going to lose. Who's the other one they're losing? Well, they're not going to lose him. They're, they're tagging Higgins. They're going to keep both wide so, receivers. They are? Yeah. Uh-huh. God, the salary cap really doesn't matter, huh? No. Well, I mean, again, it's like $155 million or $255 million now. Yeah, I would say that's that's probably. And I would say that um, Cincinnati has more of a right to say it than Buffalo does. Yes. I'm 100% there with you. 100% there with you. Yeah. So let's go ahead and put that on the poll here, Joshy. It's not a matter of if. Felt there already gave him. It is a matter of when. Do you agree with Chewy when he says it's not a matter of if or when the Packers win a Super Bowl, but how many Super Bowls they win? Yes, Chewy is right, or no, still a long way to go. All right, I'll be interested. Well, wow, he didn't even take a out. shot at you there. Like that's who Joshy? Yeah, didn't like usually when he posts a poll about something you say yeah. on Twitter, like the yes, Chewy is right is a pretty standard option, but then the no there's usually some sort of little poke at you. Well, Josh, he feels bad for me because I'm a little under the weather. And yeah. he's, he's, You're he's, fighting it. You're battling it today. He's helping me through. And so. any, anytime Chew does a little little toad, I'm excited. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> now. So you, you want to, now we get the to, angle. Is he's okay. trying to bring you into uh-huh. the toaddom, and he's trying to <laughs> nourish the toad to come up more often. I want to encourage this, the toad. This makes you so know much what, more though? sense. And Gabe, I'm going to bring this back to earlier in the show. Yeah. You're definitely coming to Iowa to get me. Yeah. Joshy, he might call Ashy. <laughs> he's going to make sure you get he a might ride. Delegate. It's, it's not going to be him. Yeah. He's going to make sure you get a ride. Yeah. But it's not going to be him that comes to get you. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, that the might. The jury's still out on that. On that. <laughs> If I asked Josh to come with me, I think he'd come with. I don't uh-huh. think he wants to go to Iowa by himself. Yeah, I I don't know. My I, I drive a Prius. It's a little small for you, so I might yeah. have to find a different vehicle. <laughs> That'd be uncomfortable, Chew. I want hey, you to have a decent hey. ride. Josh, he brings some bevies. I fit into anything. <laughs> I'll even bring my buddy number four. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, well, if you're on some sort of road trip, a lot of times maybe you stop at a fast food joint. There's one that is doing something that we think is crazy, and we'll let you know what that's all about coming up in just two minutes. I'm Jen Gabin Chu. Never miss out on a second of the show. Find Jen, Gabe, and Chewy on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts with Wisconsin On Demand. Sponsored by Celsius Essential Energy Drink.